Welcome to the Key of Life podcast, a show where we explore the limitless creative potential that exists within our human life, from birth to death, ancestry, and everything in between. Every human holds a key that opens a door of possibility to create, sustain, and transform within ourselves and with others. When we share our keys, we create deeper access to the keys within ourselves and open the doors of remembrance within others. I'm your gatekeeper and guide, Nanadua L. Key Hogg. Let's open the door together. Hello and welcome to the Key of Life podcast. Today we have Layla, who is a radical feminist and reproductive health like mastery woman. <laughs> and I'm so excited to be speaking with her today about reclaiming like femininity and just like your own sense of self through mm. discovering fertility awareness method and really applying it to your life. Mm. So welcome mm. Layla. Um tell the people <laughs> about yourself and yeah, share. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um a little about myself so you guys know where I'm coming from. Um, I, I'm a woman and I've been living in this female body and I've just, uh, throughout the past few years really started to understand what that means. And I've realized it means a lot. It's a big responsibility. Uh, there's a lot going on. And so as I've just started on my own, like doing research and study and being an apprentice to my body, I've learned so much. And I wanted to like really kind of solidify that knowledge, I guess. And so I start. I took a um, a menstrual cycle educator course, and that was like a year long container where I was with other women from around the world. And uh, the deeper I go with this work, the more I've just realized that it is like the essential work of the modern woman uh, to go within. And 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 I mean, I felt called within just. It just intuitively, like I, I, I knew, you know, when I, I got my first period and mm-hmm. I was on, um, I was on like a spiritual retreat. Wow. Uh, we, yeah, it was, it was so strange. I'm like this 12 and a half year old girl and, um, I was raised, my mother's Jewish and I grew mm-hmm. up with her. So I was raised Jewish and every year we would do like a, a family camp out. We'd go to this lake and the, the children who were kind of old enough to be bar bat mitzvah, which is the Jewish coming of age, at, at in the middle of the night, they were going to wake all of us up and kind of take us on like a little vision quest. And that wow. night I woke up with blood in my pants and I just was like, whoa, like, how did <laughs> I know? This was my like e- external communal becoming a woman wow. and it happened internally completely in sync. So after that moment, I was like, something energetic is going on. I was 12. So I mean, I dropped it after a while. But um, (laughs) I, I knew I had, I remember clearly this moment, you know, and then, and then high school happens and you get distracted. And (laughs) I I kept on coming back to that. And, and um, I started like a practice with some um, yoni eggs Mm -hmm. in like my, late teens and that really reignited that fire wow and yeah and so all of these little practices that I was just doing individually like 
you know, becoming a menstrual cycle educator, just like put it all together for me, you know? And it, Mm -hmm. so it showed me that there's like this huge big picture that I'm like so excited to go deeper today about um, like what it really means to have a female body and support that female body in this world that's not designed for that at all. Um, And that's, so that's my work now. And I work with women and um, I work with young women um, especially because, you know, I, I didn't, I want to, I want everyone to start off on the right foot. Um, and then, then there's less unlearning to do and it's just exactly. learning. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. That's like, so that's such an epic story of your first, um, <laughs> your first lead. Like, wow, mine definitely was not that I was at my grandma's and I like I knew like I knew what a period was like I lived with like my mom had like a single mother household so like I'd always see her like changing her pads and like you know like now she's on her period so I knew what it was and when I got it I just remember being like no I don't want it yet (laughs) like why does it have to happen now um but yeah I since like you know came to came to terms I guess you could say with yeah. that this is something that's happening in my body and you know this is something that ha- my grandma was so excited for me <laughs> yeah. um but yeah that was my first experience so it's so amazing hearing it's so amazing hearing how everyone's first experience goes because it's like really mm-hmm. different for everyone. but yours is like super epic like it's like whoa see the spiritual retreat and then you wake <laughs> up with blood <laughs> just expecting yeah. this entire experience And then it also sounds too like this is you've always been sort of like in this world, like Mm. even talking about how you had like a yoni egg practice in your late teens. Like I do not like I don't know anyone in their late teens who's like, yep, I'm going to get a yoni egg and I'm going to start doing yoni egg practice. So that's so fucking amazing. And yeah, I want every woman to to be like that. Mm, yeah so I'm happy that's my mission (laughs) yeah 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 and it's it's interesting too like what I've found with the menstrual cycle is like everyone's like you were saying everyone's experience is so unique Mm -hmm. but it's so medicinal for that individual and so like you know I don't know your relationship with your grandmother but Mm -hmm. for me like this work has been going into my mom going into my grandmother her mother even had a hysterectomy like in her like 60s or 70s you know and it's like what what even was the point of that and so just like yeah the the lineage work Mm -hmm. that's there and so anyways that's a whole nother layer of your experience (laughs) everyone's got their own unique medicine oh yeah for sure like I definitely really love my grandma I'm happy that like it actually happened when she was around. I feel like if it was yeah. with my mom, I would have probably hated the experience <laughs> like yeah. a little bit more because she would have probably been like very much so like way more excited and way more on me about giving me all this information. So mm. it definitely happened with the woman it was supposed to happen with, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's. Yeah. So initially when we were like even talking in the dms about this like what really my attention is when you were speaking about you know connecting with the archetypes of womanhood and how how that happened for you when you were like diving into fertility awareness 
work. So if you wanted to like yeah. share your story about that, because like, I don't know, even like the full in and out details. <laughs> so like, I'm interested to hear as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, great. I, I love this coming at the menstrual cycle from this angle, because I mean, you know, there, there's so many parts of, of the menstrual cycle, and I'm sure we'll get into them. But mm-hmm. I, I think like, you know, uh, some of them can be very scientific, you know, some of them can be really like logistical and t- technique oriented. But when you just approach it from like the feminine archetypes, I mean, for me, I just, it was, it resonated so automatically because I, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting my period, I'm menstruating for a few years, and I really noticed some really intense mood changes. Like, that was so clear to me, because I'm, I'm a really extroverted person, I was really social, and, you know, maybe women who are listening will resonate, but I'm, 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 an, I'm an outgoing person, I'm making all these plans, mm-hmm. and then a week later, <laughs> I don't want to do any of the plans and it's like a really yeah. strong feeling and and I was like oh my god you know am I a bad person like what oh, do I not like yeah. my friends like it, it just felt so strange that I would feel so strongly in one part of my cycle and later on it was like I'm staying home I even like being around other people like is actively draining. Like I'm mm-hmm. feeling drained while I'm doing this, even though I enjoy this person as another human, but I'm just not in a space to connect. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of picked up on those changes, um, but it wasn't really until I started tracking my cycle, which is you know writing down, mm-hmm. reporting, checking in every day that I really could chart this. And so Maybe I'll do a little like, what are the archetypes? Yeah, do that? it, do it. Okay, yes. okay. So let's start with uh, the menstrual phase because that's like day one. So your first mm-hmm. day of bleeding when you're tracking your cycle, day one. This is we we're just talking about the grandmother, but this is the <laughs> grandmother. This is like the they say the crone. You know, it's the wise woman. So let's bring her in because <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, it would be the grandmother. <laughs> get my period with my grandma but yeah it would it would yeah (laughs) and so it's like all of that grandmother energy I mean you kind of talked about it like that that relationship of like yeah she's less naggy than the mom Mm. you know and just that just utter like you know women who have gone through menopause really when we talk about them they're they're biologically men in a way Mm. you know like they're experiencing that cycling of hormones and, and so in a way they're they're really um level and consistent in that way that men are that they're cycling every day not throughout a month or a moon mm-hmm. wow. so yeah yeah so the grandmother kind of represents that like really static steady figure and you know the the archetypes, these female archetypes that I'm talking about, we're gonna we experience them as menstruating women every cycle, mm-hmm. but we also just experience them as women throughout our lives. Oh, so yes. I like to think of it like that menstrual phase is its preparation for the grandmother phase of our lives, or if we wow. don't reproduce or our children. Isn't it? Yeah. It hits different, right? You're like, oh gosh, if I'm having pain during my blood, you know, that's that's a sign that I'm I'm not initiated into wise woman fully yet, mm-hmm. and and I have work to do around this this part of me. 
Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, going into your own grandmother, you know, for me, like hearing her stories and, and, and yeah, just immersing myself in this idea of a woman as a, um, as a, a figure, like a leader, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a lot of, a lot of matriarchal cultures were ruled by women, by the elderly woman in the community. And, and so, yeah, seeing m- myself as a sage and, you know, I'm in my menstrual phase right now. So it's oh, like wow. so, <laughs> yeah, you're so ripe for me. Like <laughs> I've been last night, I just took some time to watch the moon rise and to just be outside and, like this is when the veil is the thinnest, you know, Mm -hmm. between whatever's going on here and all that we can't see, but we can feel. And so I can feel it. Like I can really feel it. And so, yeah, for any women who are listening, who are, you know, spiritual or energetically inclined, like this is that time when we are so in touch with that. Um, and, And older women are so in touch with that. And so, so this is that grandmother energy. I could speak on it forever, but <laughs> uh, but then it's like this major shift. So after we bleed, it, it goes into our um, follicular phase. So this is like springtime, inner spring. And this is the maiden or like the inner child. And so it's quite a switch. Um, and, you know, the inner child, there's lots of talk, I guess, about inner child. And to me, it's just that part of you that that is joy and wants to play. I mean, I I'm a teacher. I work with children, and that that drive to play is like that is their driving force in life. Like mm-hmm. they're interested in something if they can play, and and play looks like a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I've heard people say like this is that phase when you want to be super productive. Um, and I feel that to some extent, but I think like we should hold that productivity and that play together, you know, because so many women, I mean, our whole culture is like drive yourself into the ground and then keep going. Yep. And so I don't, I don't want to like push that, you know, I think play is so important and um, being, being that maiden, like remembering, you know, before you bled, before you, you know, maybe were sexual in this way. What was what was it that gave you joy, and what did what did you feel called to? And so, returning to that, returning to the inner child, silly play, play, play. So mm-hmm. that's all about spring, and that archetype can be really challenging. Like I think, as as adults, like we we want to be uh, presented a certain way, I guess, mm-hmm. and um, being able to laugh at yourself and let go of that, like that is so healing. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and I work with children, so I feel so lucky because like any anyone who a mother, if you have children, like they just take you right there. You know, mm-hmm. they're not gonna they're not gonna do any seriousness. They go right to the fun. And yeah. mm-hmm. so tap into that, tap into that in your inner spring. And then we ovulate and like ovulation, maybe we'll do more about it. But I mean, it is the hallmark of the menstrual cycle. Like yeah. you know, people who focus on the bleed. But ovulation, like that is the the fertile act. That is what allows us to even bleed in the first place. And you can bleed without ovulating. I don't know if women know that, but it's like we're really. And so we're really like focusing on that healthy ovulation. And yes, a bleed is one sign of that. But, you know, a healthy ovulation is like this peak of hormones. And so this is 
some people call this the mother phase. I like to kind of call it the goddess phase. Like I feel that it's just like full expression. It's full moon, you know, it's full manifestation of who we are in our energetic blueprint. Um, It's, yeah, it's a really powerful time to call things in and, and to be public. Like this is the time to like the goddess. And you think about the goddess, like she wants to be worshiped and she is sits in community And so just like going out into the world during this time. So I'm like thinking back, like, oh, this is when I was so social, making all these plans, you know, having all these big ambitions. I'm going to (laughs) do 500 chores when I get home. Like you're just out there, (laughs) you're doing it. Um, And, 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 and allowing that goddess to kind of like roam free. Like I think, well, in more in the next phase, but in this phase, a little bit, our society suppresses the goddess you know she's she's intimidating because she's so in her power she so knows what she wants um and and that can be a lot to hold for someone um and because she's so herself that forces everyone around her to to sit with themselves and if that's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable then being around her is uncomfortable um so yeah the goddess has an interesting role um to play and and she is she is ultimately to me freedom like i i feel that this the kind of just this oozing of of myself um in a way and i don't know how the goddess feels for other women but but she is marvelous i mean you know ovulation is is a beautiful time and then we go in to inner autumn which is that so it's going to be the phase from like a few days after ovulation until you bleed and, and this is the phase that for some women, if you're having cycle troubles, like this phase could last a while. And yet it's often the longest phase in the cycle sometimes, you know, depends. And the archetype here, I mean, she she's called the witch. She's called the wild woman. Um, I, I kind of like to call her the enchantress mm. because I feel like it, it's sort of like a mysterious and not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, positive or negative connotation. Um, the enchantress is by far the female archetype that is most suppressed in our society and i don't think that's a coincidence that that's the the time in the cycle when most women experience cycle signs i mean how like you know that's when people talk about pms or headaches and and mood swings and yeah i feel bitchy i feel this Mm -hmm. and it's like you know to me that is so clearly a sign that the that's the wild woman and she's suppressed and she yep. she needs to be let loose mm-hmm. and that's like uncomfortable i mean that was uncomfortable for me that was the phase of my cycle that i had the most cycle signs for sure and wow like being okay with being the wild woman and that, i mean that's what all these archetypes teach us is we are all these women Mm-hmm. We're all these women all at once. We're all these women all throughout our cycles. We're all these women all throughout our lives. And and there's no pressure. There's no pressure to be the same person every day because exactly. we we are cyclical beings. We change and we flow. Mm-hmm. And these are all merely aspects of the self, of the true pure self. And and we get to as women you know, be be different and try on these different ways of living in the world as they feel right. And, and so the wild woman, I mean, being the wild woman, it it's like so 
not there's no blueprint there's no template like I I can't like point to someone like it's it's really unknown territory she's wild I can't even tell you what that looks like I mean you know women like we are we are so natural and and so you know being out in nature the wild woman loves that being able to express ourselves like visually you know through our clothing through our hair like that is so important to women um our, our sex drive, our libido yeah. can be some, some women, it really spikes during this time. Some women, it doesn't. I mean, so, you know, the wild woman, like she has her own flavors. Um, another cycle sign I've heard a lot is like cravings. Oh yeah. I that I've totally had that before in my wild. Yeah. Life. Like I, yeah. I need, I need this flavor of ice cream right now. Literally. <laughs> Yeah. So the wild woman, like she, she'll tell you what she wants. I mean, she's got, you know, the most decadent food, rich, creamy, like she, mm-hmm. she will make herself known, you know, whether <laughs> that, that works for you or not. So you might've seen some tastes of the wild woman, but um, oh, yeah, yeah she'll, sure. she'll rear her head and yeah. And she's, she's unpredictable, you know, so something that I think is so important is not just that like woman to woman, like me to you, our cycles are different, but cycle to cycle, our cycles mm-hmm. are different. You know? And so as women do start cycle tracking, or if you have a practice of that, like, I just encourage you, like, we're never predicting what the body is doing. We're, yes. we're just observing. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not our job to say, oh, this happens then. I mean, we don't know that. It's a it's still a mystery. And so, especially with the wild woman, like not putting her in a box, not mm-hmm. saying, okay, now I need to go be wild from 3 to 6 p.m. <laughs> and then make dinner. Like, she would hate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said, like, we're just observing what's happening. We aren't predicting because that's really what it is. Even if you're doing like, the symptothermal method and you're taking your temperature every day, you know, like you're still not predicting, like it doesn't predict. It literally just shows you an observation of what's happening right now. And I think that's where a lot of women make this, like they put themselves under pressure when they're doing mm-hmm. this method because yeah. like either they're, they're trying to prevent pregnancy. So they're like really, really under pressure. Like, Oh my gosh, it's like showing this temperature. I have to like not do X, Y, Z thing. And then it like, yeah. it creates this like constriction in your body and like bringing it back to the wild woman, you know, your wild woman wants to be free and like you're constricting her and, you know, everyone has their process, but being present to the fact that, hey, like a- as women, we are cyclical. We we are like this, mm. like this wub, wub, wub <laughs> sort of sound that like expands and contracts. Um, so just allowing ourselves to be that, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, just allowing ourselves to be that and be, be making, this was me yesterday, making banana nut pancakes for myself because I'm in my wild woman face right now, (laughs) you know, be that and like not putting so much pressure on like, oh, I really crave, like, I really crave like a, a hazelnut chocolate bar, but yeah. I, I cannot eat this because it's going to make me feel X, Y, Z way yeah. when I'm on my yeah. period. Like, you don't know that. You don't know that. Maybe this chocolate hazelnut bar is what's not going to make you feel X, Y, Z on your period. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and that, like, I, I've heard some women say, like, oh, you know, cravings are, are unhealthy. 
-hmm. and and it's like when I personally follow those cravings, I mean, you know, sometimes it's a successful path. Sometimes it's like, okay, you know, those hot Cheetos maybe didn't make me feel so bad. But it's like, I learned that. And I'm like, oh, actually, I just, I think I needed protein. And then I'll have some chicken. And it's like, you, you can still explore those cravings and, and learn from them without just saying no. Exactly. And, and I think like that inner desire you know, it, it needs to be lived out in some way. And, and, and we can't, we can't act like, I mean, like you were saying, you know, it can get so scientific. And I think that that is, is that kind of patriarchal underpinning to how we even would approach the body. You know, we, we've been taught through allopathic medicine that it's like, this works this way. And, and then you're, you're a woman and you're like, that's not how it works mm-hmm. and and to be humbled by that that like we we don't know we don't know we're witnesses to this beautiful earthly vessel and it's our job to allow it to fully express itself and that's going to look every way it, it, there's no way it won't look mm-hmm. exactly and I love that you're touching on the like we just have to let it be like sort of like this word surrender surrender to Mm. (laughs) you know what it is and I think that's such like a feminine like principle (laughs) like Mm. in being a woman and you know allowing yourself to let go of and let it be what it is you know yeah I think when we're talking about like the masculine energy or whatever you know like it's it's this like not letting it be it's like making it be you know Mm. whereas Mm. like women it's like you're like and you can think of it as like you're calling in a baby right or like you're you're gonna create a child right you don't know how this baby's gonna look you just know what it feels like right now in your body you don't know when this baby is going to arrive you just know like how it like again how it feels in your body and just letting everything be what it needs to be and really creating the space to have it be that (laughs) un um, unshackled by whatever Mm. for lack of a better term like blockages or like boundaries of what you think it needs to be because that's yeah. not what it is right now. You know, it's like very much so tapped into that presence in your body instead of like, oh, the past happened like this. So like, I wonder what, like, mm. if that's like what this is or like, oh, like that could be like that because like, you know, in the past that and that happened. It's like, yeah, the, the bringing it back to the observation, like you said, and the just letting it be what it is really sinks you into your body and really shifts you and transforms you into that receptive space which is like something else that I really love about fertility awareness method and what it taught me too is the same thing like this is just a day by day what I'm experiencing in my body you know there's there's nothing wrong or right it's just what is happening right now it's showing me signs of like okay you like the hot cheetos example like i i'm hungry for protein okay like i'm using what's happening in the now to like shape my now even more so <laughs> it's like for me this yeah. ultimately you're ultimately succinct with like your intuition and it's this like yeah. <laughs> i don't even know if i'm explaining it properly because it's so like it's so abstract in a way <laughs> but, no. like, 
What you are yeah. saying is so profound. Like, I think that, you know, I was thinking like, what am I going to say on this podcast? And it's like, it's, it's that nugget. I mean, we, we could explore it so many ways, but it's like, you're so right. Like the only thing we know is how it feels in our body. Like truly, you know, if we're talking about knowing, like knowing something, mm-hmm. that's the only knowing we actually have access exactly. to. And for so many women, we're numb. I mean, we're just completely numb. And so I think that's why it can be so confusing. I mean, at least for me, like how I was raised in this, you know, dominant culture is like the the head. The head mm-hmm. and the intellect are like mm-hmm. prized above all. And I and I I absorbed that information from such an early age. I I went so hard in school. I was like, okay, this is how you get attention, and this is how you are praised by adults, and this is what matters, and this is how I'm gonna have a good life. So I'm gonna do all my homework, take all of the AP honors classes, and mm-hmm. get all these good grades. And I and I was like, I can think my way out of anything or into anything. And I just I prize that intellect and that academic way of being like so highly. Mm -hmm. And so then come along something like the fertility awareness method. And I'm like, what? Like how? And and of course, part of me wanted to get super into like all the scientific stuff. And I'm going to track my cervical mucus and measure it. Like, you know, that idea you can measure it. Oh, I can see it. And but the truth is, like when I started cycle tracking, all I started with was the energetic layer was the how am I feeling in this moment? And and that was so hard for me because my mind was like just wanting to race and, and wanting to, to measure things and calculate things and then predict things and then plan around that. And, and you know, that for me comes from, like I have um, in my lineage of women, like a lot of neuroticism like just this idea of kind of like you know ruminating thoughts or like it loops or incessant things and I think and so for me I got to just greet my neurotic mind and say I'm gonna put you to work your job like your only job is to just observe the body and and it's that idea of like everyone's trying to ascend and to to reach Mm -hmm. enlightenment up there and the feminine asks us to descend, to just go down and to mm-hmm. drop these stories and these framings and to just like be with the raw present moment exactly as it is, no judgment, no no interpolation of like trying to, to draw things out of it. And I just told my mind, you know, to folk, you know, if you're, if I notice I'm a looping a thought, I'll just say, you know, how, how's the breath? How, how are we doing with the breath? Um, how's our posture? You know, is, any, is anything uncomfortable? Could anything be more comfortable? And, and just like trying to ask those questions instead of just encouraging ourselves to continue to whatever daydream, fantasize, loop, be, be not in the now. You know, exactly. and the, the ego is so good at that. Like, how can we not be right here? Because it maybe there's something that's a little uncomfortable about that. And and that's the feminine. She's like, it's all here now. There's nothing else. So if you want to experience it, join me now. Join me exactly. here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the like this whole like ascension culture, like get out of your body. Mm you know, move through your head and go up, up, up. Like, don't be in your body, your body. You are not even your body. But like, you know, as humans, (laughs) we 
are our bodies right now. <laughs> yeah. We are yeah. our bodies right now, you know? And tell them, yeah. And it's like, even the way that you described it as like this patriarchal, like going like in the mind, right? All like this is really getting me present to the fact that yeah, this all this ascension culture getting outside of your body is very masculine. <laughs> like it's yeah. very much so masculine and it's sort of framed to people as feminine when it's not. Mm. When the feminine is really yeah. about getting into your body, getting into the earth, getting into the now, right? Getting into what exists right now within you. And I think that's like the ultimate space where creation happens, obviously. <laughs> but like, <laughs> because, you know, women are creators of life, etc. But, you know, it is this ultimate space of like creation and where everything can exist. And, and then you can choose what you want to exist out of this, this present moment through what you're experiencing, you know? Yeah. And... I think this getting back into your body for everyone <laughs> is like this reconnection with your true self, reconnection with that feminine within you and reconnection with like the earth, you know, because the, the mm -hmm. earth doesn't try to like get out of itself, you know, like the earth just is who she is right now throughout all mm -hmm. the seasons, you know, like. You can try to predict the weather, but at the end of the day, it is just a prediction. It's not what is happening right now, which is like why most weather predictions are inaccurate. But mm -hmm. <laughs> that's besides the point. You know, it's a day by day observation, again, of what is happening right now. And that's literally all we can do <laughs> is like yeah. observe what is happening right now because we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or even in the like next 10 seconds, you know, and it's yeah. this letting go of that for me anyway, that really sinks me into my body and like relieves the weight of like all the pressure of like what could possibly be that I don't know what is right now. You know, it's like focusing on what it is right now. It brings you back to earth. It brings you back to like, okay, I'm here. And like, I'm alive, I'm breathing, you know, like, this is what I'm looking at right now. It's just so much more grounded, you know? Yeah. And it's so interesting, again, how a lot of people want to paint women and like the feminine archetype as like this ungrounded, um, this ungrounded mm. energy. When it's like, no, like it is actually the most grounded energy, I think, because it's the energy of literally right now, not the future, not like the past of like what is happening right now <laughs> without adding anything or taking anything away from it. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's that darkness. Like it's like the thing that was always there that's, that is always there. And, and when we turn off the light and the sun goes down, it's still there and it, it was there the whole time. And it's like, we have to want to go to the darkness, to the unknown, that we can't see anything. And yeah, I mean, talk about the head and all the senses, like sight, you know, we want to see it. And I, I, mm -hmm. I was thinking when you were talking like about, you know, the male body and just that, that ascension up. And I, I, I think our biology is so 
so extremely indicative of our human experience. And, you know, for men, like their, their entire sexual organ is external. Like they can see it. They can, you know, and, and I mean, they're not seeing through their skin and into the, their anatomy, but like they can, they can physically see the, the vessel that, that has all of these different glands. And, and we, we can't in that same way, see our own sexual anatomy. And that's why I think every woman needs to go buy a speculum right now, because that is one of our opportunities to, to really look within us and come face to face and, and look at our cervix, which is that entry point to the, to the womb and, and kind of that boundary between external and internal. And, and, and like we, we miss out on that visual experience so much. And I think that enables us to continue to stay disconnected and disassociated from this entire organ that we have, um, that, yeah, that we can't see and we're not going to go inside and we're not going to be able to touch. Uh, but we can, you know, through a speculum, we can view that gate at least of the cervix and at least, you know, kind of access that visual but um it's not the same it's not the same and so for us to get in touch you know embodied anatomy is is something that i think is so important and like i've spent time just looking at images of female anatomy and then closing my eyes and trying to feel that and imagine that like that organ is inside of us and and it is the darkness and we can't see it it's unknown but i i believe we can feel it and that will help with our overall connection to it exactly exactly and something else that was coming up as you were speaking is just how perfectly designed every man and every woman's body is to to be in that way and to like join like it's the perfect match you know (laughs) like it's so perfectly designed and I think we oftentimes like because of you know different like body image stuff within society or even like feeling disconnected from certain aspects we mm-hmm. we like imperfect it or like make it to be mm-hmm. something that it's like no this is wrong like it's not supposed to be this way you know yeah when it's yeah. like no your body is perfectly designed to, <laughs> like it's perfectly designed and another thing that was coming up too as we were speaking about like that we we as women can't like we can't see our ex like our sexual organs because they aren't external to us right is this like this invitation to like for back of lack of better term like <laughs> i'm saying lack of better term because i like hate using the buzzwordy stuff but this opportunity to to really go within you know like mm. go within and like on such a literal level though like literally like literal level and inviting ourselves like you said to imagine what these structures within our bodies like look like feel like to Mm. us you know because it doesn't have to feel like how it feels like to someone else like it can feel like it can feel like how it feels for us right now and that's Mm. fine and Mm. Again, I think it's like designed like this in this like mysterious way again to align with the energetics of being a woman, right? This like yeah. unknown, letting it, creating space for whatever it needs to be right now, not painting mm. it as anything that it isn't, you know, just letting it all exist and 
really being in that like I'm even closing my eyes when I talk about it <laughs> you know like the, like the darkness aspect right like being feeling and being safe walking in the unknown you know yeah. or like even being the unknown <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah is like we are so perfectly designed to be that and men are so perfectly designed to you know be be the known be the like what like what needs to be constructed in this like unknown environment to now make it known and it's like so perfect (laughs) yeah so perfect yeah yeah and for me just as a woman like realizing why my body is the way it is and what it can teach me and then why like what I am because I'm a woman and then what I'm not mm-hmm. because I'm a woman and and being okay to like stand in that and and I just you know there's this whole blurring of these gender lines and it's like well the differences between men and women are are so sacred and so so worthy of celebration like they, they they shouldn't be something that we need to feel the need to fight against. Exactly. They, they're something we we can lift up and and that will in in turn empower both of us. And acknowledging those those differences in that reality is like for me at least it's been liberating because Same. I'm I'm not a man. Oh my thank God. Oh my that makes so much sense. Like I'm not a man, and and know like knowing that on such a deep level. And, and, and understanding, of course, that because of these historical forces, our society has been constructed to be built for mm-hmm. men and male yeah. bodies. And so, yeah, just like owning our femaleness on that biological level and then stepping into that femaleness on an energetic level, which, which is just inherent in our bodies. And wow, I mean, for me, that's like, that's what I want for every woman. And I think that's where we start to take our power back like on that really individual level and that and that you're right it looks different for every single being um but it's that same process it's that same invitation you know exactly and I love the liberation aspect that you touched on because it really feels like that for me too it's like wow thank god I don't have to go and do that like thank god I am not forcing myself to be what like isn't in resonance to how I want to be in the world (laughs) thank god I don't have to and energy when I'm like in my my bleed my bleeding phase or like my wild woman phase that I don't want to expend you know like thank god I can just you know be in rest and not be in my head and not be like go 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 all day long I am so grateful (laughs) to have the body that I have and to be who I am you know (laughs) like feels great (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and that that feeling of 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 loving this experience, mm-hmm. like that. I mean, I I craved that for years because it, I had so much pain. Like I had so much pain throughout my cycle, and it made it such an uncomfortable experience. Mm-hmm. And and then it made my associations with womanhood so negative, you know. And and that. Like there's this whole, and I think so many women experience that. And then there becomes this whole pushback of like, mm-hmm. well, I can do anything you can do bleeding and, you know, oh, our periods won't hold us back. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, there are superpowers yeah. like, and, and, and shifting it back so that that, yeah, that gratitude that you're feeling like, and that's been really talking about liberation. Like it's, 
it's being able to be your complete full authentic self outside of any any system outside of any external authority like just Mm -hmm. being sovereign in that and you know back to cycle tracking like it is the ultimate Mm -hmm. key to women's liberation because you're your own doctor you know like like I would watch um, Grey's Anatomy when I was when I was younger, and it's like all the doctors and they walk into your room, okay? They've never met you, and they like have a chart and they look at your chart and then they know what's going on and then they you know cut you open and do whatever. But they're they're going based on this like piece of paper and like that's the relationship I have with my cycle trackers. Like they're my chart, like we're literally becoming our own doctors and we're taking our own charts and you have this like immense amount of data about yourself and and if it's all written you know authentically like true in the moment like i just write like stream of consciousness like what is going on i just sit there and go and if you can be accurate in that way like the um, the amount of information you have about your being it's like it's just unprecedented like no other doctor in the world will know you better than you know yourself and and it it is important to write it down because the human memory is very malleable and like you know i i i'm like thinking back and i'm like oh i guess i did have headaches every last two weeks of my cycle but it's like when you write it down i mean it's plain okay migraine 10 days in a row layla let's sit with that like that that really happened it's not just a feeling and so yeah when we write it down when we record we become like we step into that role of doctor i mean i'm using you know healer medicine woman whatever but i think it's important because i see so many women just place so much authority in a doctor because of that title and it's like well let's just reclaim that title like you could be your own doctor and and how could someone who went to school learning to match symptoms to pharmaceutical drugs know more about your body than you so like stepping into that role of like I can be the authority of my being and and that's like the sovereignty and the liberation but but it comes with immense education it does and that, and it comes with it's an immense responsibility um and, and I mean I don't even mean like education in books like it's just education of the self yeah. from the self for the self like j- just being an apprentice to my body it, I mean it's like better than any google search I'm going to come up with and so and the responsibility piece is that it's daily, like it, it really has to be woven into the tapestry of your ritual and your routine. Like, you know, there's been phases in my life where it's like kind of maybe I'll skip three days or whatever. And it's like, you know, I, I, I ebb and I flow, but being able to always return like, you know, each evening to this, to this ritual, it's like, wow, like what a responsibility. Like how could I ever forget who I am? And and then and then through that, I because I honor my body, I honor my true self, which which is which is just just this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not any anything out there. And so yeah, it's it's a big responsibility, but I, I just want to encourage everyone who feels called to do this. Like I don't know if women are listening and like aren't cycle tracking or or where everyone's at in their journey, but like wow, like it's it's a gift 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, in indigenous cultures, when they talk about, they don't really talk about rights, like, oh, I have a right to abortion, or I have a right to vote. It's like, no, like everything is framed as a responsibility. Like it's a, you have a responsibility to your own body. You know, if you have a partner and you and your partner want to reproduce, like, oh my gosh, you have a responsibility to them. Mm -hmm. You have a responsibility to now, to now your child and their children, like, and now a responsibility to your community to be a healthy individual, you know, personal and collective well-being. And so it's like framing it as that for me, like, takes it out of like, oh, I have to do this for like, for this. And it's like, no, I've, I've been gifted this opportunity to rise up and, and I can choose to, to do that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I love the framing of responsibility and to like touch back on how a lot of women like have like a lot of pain and like discomfort around their bleed and that causes them to like sort of villainize it. And again, like you said, like this, oh, I can do what you can do, but I can do it bleeding. I'm curious, like my question is like, okay, but do you really want to do it bleeding? And like, does really? it good? Like, yeah. and also like just framing this as your bleed is like supportive to you, literally. Your ovulation is supportive to you, literally, because it's a do you like your hormones <laughs> it's like how you are going to feel emotionally like physically in your body like yeah. throughout your entire month and life you mm. know it's like these things are supports you know these things yeah. are, these things are really supports they they aren't they aren't villains or like things that are out to get you or like things that like like you have to like you have to hate you know like or you could hate a certain a certain symptom that you're having it like in the moment but ultimately your cycle is not the villain you know your cycle is very much so a part of who you are and how your body works and of how 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 to feel like good you know how to like live as a woman so that and it is a responsibility. It's a huge responsibility having a body that operates like this, you know, and bringing in like the ritual aspect, our bodies operate ritualistically. Like even if you do not intentionally do ritual every day, like, Oh, I'm going to get up. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do sun salutations and namaste and all that shit. Like you don't even have to do that. Like your body literally does that for you. Your body literally is the ritual. It's like tapping into that ritualistic aspect of it. And like that ritual is your responsibility. Like it's a responsibility you cannot walk away from, you know? And I think that is another thing that's like extremely feminine too, is like when you have a baby, that is a responsibility that you cannot walk away from. So it's like your entire life is like framed around, you know, the possibility of, you know, creating a, a ba- like a baby, a life, if you want that for yourself. And like, even if you don't, like, it's still your responsibility, like to be succinct with your ritual, your daily, your monthly cycle, because it's, it's gonna happen. It's a responsibility you cannot walk away yeah. from. So, and when you do walk away from it, or like choose to walk away from it, that's when, you know, all of these different hormonal issues 
occur and like your mood is extremely dysregulated and like you know like there isn't like a sense of ritual and like cyclical cyclicality is that even a word (laughs) that that (laughs) that exists you know so it's a huge responsibility and it's like the responsibility in your life that you cannot walk away from even if you try to walk away from it your body is going to respond in a way where you can't walk away from what is happening from you walking away from something you can't walk away from. <laughs> exactly. She'll get you eventually, even if you keep ignoring her. She'll- exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I like, I've heard this quote. It's like, you know, listen to your body's whispers so you don't have to hear her screams. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, she will make herself heard and you're so right. And it's like the symptoms, like they'll just get more, intense and more magnified because clearly clearly you I don't know whatever you're taking ibuprofen or you get on hormonal birth control or like whatever you're doing to tamp it down Mm -hmm. um you know that's just going to create more uprise in your body to get your attention and 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 yeah I loved you know what you were saying because it's true like like some women don't feel called to motherhood maybe Mm -hmm. now maybe ever and that doesn't mean like anything we're saying isn't for them because like the the menstrual cycle is the hallmark of a healthy woman it, whether whether you want to reproduce or not because our our fertility is a vital sign like it it represents our vitality and you know understanding that all the systems in the body like they all work in in unison and collaboration so exactly. it's like i mean for me i think I think it was like one of the first lessons we had in this like menstrual cycle education course. And the, one of the first lessons was that the endocrine system is like, like, like linked. I mean, I don't know if not everyone can see, but it's like completely <laughs> interlinked with the nervous system. <laughs> They're like this, like I'm squeezing them. Like they are, the nervous system and the endocrine system are, are like, are one. I mean, you know, what's, and I thought about that because there's so much talk about like nervous system regulation or deregulation and all these flight and fight and fawn and freeze and, and all of that, all of that, you know, neuro mumbo jumbo, like that is reflected in our menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, oh, I wanted to like address stress in my life. And it's like, you know, anything you want to address, it could be addressed through the lens of the menstrual cycle, because that's going to be the most honest. I mean, I call it like our healthy, our monthly health report card. So <laughs> Love it's like, that. <laughs> yeah. like every month, like, okay, how'd it go? You know, like, and I look at my cycle tracker, like where were the bumps and where were the successes? And so it's like, it, it it's, it's linked to our nervous system, our digestive system, our, our respiratory system, our circulatory system, our lymphatic system, like all of these things are working in tandem. And, and so, yeah, like being aware of your menstrual health, it, it, it's going to help you overall in all of your health, especially if you're specifically interested in conceiving or not conceiving, it'll give you information about that. And then, I mean, just like the energetics of, of birth, like we're all going to experience that, you know, we're, we're all creative beings and we're all creating ourselves and creating reality. So it's like even act like the health of that organ and the, those tissues, like that in itself is, is going to, it's going to dictate how in tune you are with what you make, you know, because we're, we're making our lives, we're making our realities moment by moment. And so like what you build and create comes through that energetic portal. 
I mean, and then we, I don't even know if we're going to get into it, but then there's the whole, you know, sexual world of, of pleasure, which is also right on top of that same, you know, reproductive area. So it's like, there's so much uh, potential for like monitoring and maintaining our health and, and our thriving that it, it's like, it's so far beyond just, you know, childbirth. And also it is the, you know, the foundation of childbirth, if that it resonates with yeah. you, you know, so it, it's so much. And I'm sure I know you are like the childbirth <laughs> world. Yeah. Um, that's where you dwell. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's for that. And it's also for just like general health, really. Yeah. And that's so important to realize. And I don't think a lot of women even realize that, that it's like, no, this is not just preventing pregnancy or getting pregnant. This is literally your overall health, your overall sense of well-being. Like you said, like your, your uterus is connected to your endocrine system. You know, your endocrine system dictates and regulates your hormones, which are going to dictate and regulate your mood and like how you feel day to day, you know? Yeah. Like it is not just, oh, I don't want to have a baby or, oh, I really want to have a baby. Like we, we make it that, but it's, it's really not only that, like it's so yeah. many more things. <laughs> it's so many more things than that and approaching it you can approach it from oh I don't want to get pregnant or oh I really want to get pregnant and you can approach it as like you said your monthly health report card you know like this is your opportunity to check in with what's happening in your body and like like you said have an honest laid out straight from you <laughs> report <laughs> Of what's from the horse's on. mouth <laughs> exactly and like yeah I don't know, some people lie to themselves but like when you're just listing observations of what's happening right now within you you know like you don't lie to yourself when it's when it's an observation it's not usually a lie that's happening you know so it's like really like an opportunity again to like be honest with yourself and be honest with what's really happening with you without getting without getting like villainizing yourself or what's happening. It's just what you are experiencing in this moment and it can easily change tomorrow and shift into something else. So, yeah. Yeah. I just want to second that, like a stepping away from the judgment, you know, and like we were, I was talking about like, I was stepping into that role of doctor, but it's like, but we don't want to carry on those unsupportive habits from the, the Western medical system, which is like focusing on diagnosis, like really prioritizing diagnosis. And it's like, well, what does, what advantages do we give ourselves when we diagnose? I mean, you know, we're, we, bottom line, like something's going on and then we need to support the body in that. And like, that's, that's, that's what matters to me. Not like the title of what is the thing that's mm -hmm. going on and how could we classify that? And then, you know, for me, like diagnoses always just like bring judgment. They bring or they bring bad associations or now we can step into this label of like I have PCOS and now and now I can Google it and I can hear all these stories of other women who have PCOS. And it's like, but, but their, their experience is not your experience. Like we only know what we know of ourselves. And so like just getting rid of, yeah, those labels and those attachments and trying not to identify with this is what I have. And yeah. it's just, you know, this is, this is what I'm seeing right now. And I'm going to choose to drink this herbal tea or whatever, use a hot pack. And like, 
we're, we're, we're observing symptoms. And then if we, you know, we can choose to support them, but yeah, like just stepping away from that judgment, like it doesn't serve us, you know, yeah, I, and, and like, I, I've been there. Yeah. Like, what do I have? Like what, you know, like something I, do I have chronic migraines? Like, what is the thing I have? I get, and it's like, well, <laughs> I could focus so much on that title you know, yeah, or I could just step back and just support my body and see how it goes. Exactly. What you have is not who you are, mm. <laughs> you know? Mm. So, so like who you are is what's happening right now. It isn't like a have or have not, you know, it's who, like, it's what you are, who you are in this now moment, you know, and how you can support who you are th- is, you know, Maybe if you want to take the herbal tea, you could take the herbal tea, you know, like, but yeah. ultimately you are not this have, you are not this diagnosis and stepping away from that, I think is extremely liberating, you know, yeah. <laughs> and like allows you to focus on what is occurring right now and how can we address what is occurring in this now moment, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. On that note, thank you so, so much for this entire conversation. It was so amazing. I'm so happy that we did that. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's so enriching. And I just, I'm so excited about this podcast and that you're doing this. And just congratulations on this project. Like, I think um, women, women are ready. Like, that's like the the feeling Mm -hmm. I've gotten is like, we women, like we you know, it's our body. It doesn't lie. We know, we know there's power here and we just like need tools and support and encouragement and accessing it. So thanks for providing that for people. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you for, for providing that to people, to women too. Yeah. 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 yeah, (laughs) Totally. We're, we're both spreading the message. It's awesome. Yes. Again, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to like close out with anything that feels, you know, like I got to say this right now? Like you can oh, take the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would just say like if you don't have a practice of cycle tracking and you're a woman and and you're 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 interested and invested in your health, um, like this is the easiest access point, you know, it's free. You just take a pen and a piece of paper and a few minutes and and it's going to open up this entire world for you. And it's, it's the, your inner world. Like that's mm-hmm. what it opened up for me. And so just like getting in tune, I mean, it's like three steps. It's check in with your body daily and record it <laughs> like, and, and, and there, and there's, there's layers and there's all these, you know, whatever, but that, that is the essence of the practice. And it, it gives you like a view into what is going on internally in your inner world and like that's priceless and that's that's where all the answers are so yeah so journey inward women let's do this journey inward. i love that so much allowing our inner world to like be seen allowing ourselves to see our inner world wow is like so beautiful okay yeah yeah, i love this so much (laughs) all right Again, I said like thank you 80 million times, but thank you mm-hmm. so so much. And yeah. I will see you soon <laughs> on soon. the interwebs and <laughs> everyone will hear this when it comes out. And I'm so excited. If you loved what you heard today, please let me know by giving the podcast some love in the reviews, liking, commenting, and sharing with someone you love as well. 
as always too you can connect with me on instagram at key of life birthkeeper and with any of my guests with their information and details located in the description until next time ashay